Welcome to the New Thought Experience Podcast. My name is Reverend Chris DiGiorgio. Each week, we will explore a New Thought topic. New Thought was founded in the 19th century and was inspired by the Transcendental Movement. Its chief belief is of an all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful divine intelligence, and spirit and human are one. And remember, we are only a thought away from changing our lives. And now to our podcast. We are taking a break from our Love Without End series for this special talk. Some years back, I had to give a talk on a Sunday, and I was stumped. By Saturday evening, I had nothing. Part of the reason I was stumped was because I had a lot on my mind. Often when we have a lot on our mind, it's hard to be creative. In those times, I call on prayer. Now I believe it's a good practice to call on prayer for any endeavor. But in this particular case, prayer was definitely needed. It was 11 p.m. on that Saturday evening, and I wrote some things down, but nothing inspiring, and I decided to go to sleep. I set my alarm for 5.30, and I asked God to give me inspiration for what I could write a talk on for the next day's service. Sometime around 4.30 in the morning, I had a dream about a businessman and a college dean, and here is what came up. An older businessman was invited by his old friend, the dean of the local college, for lunch. Over the years, they developed a good relationship and had lunch from time to time. Many times, the dean would share his problems with the old businessman and would ask his advice, and it always seemed he would get the right answer to any problem he had by just having the conversation with the old businessman. After this conversation, the dean said to his friend, I have been selfish. Here I've been getting such great wisdom from you over all these years, and I have a whole business school of young people who can learn from your wisdom. Would you take a position as a senior lecturer at our business school? The old businessman said, let me think about it overnight. I lead a successful business, and as long as it does not interfere, I'll consider it. He prayed to God for guidance before before he went to bed. The next morning, he called his friend, the dean, and accepted the position. There are two main reasons the businessman was successful. One was he always would ask God for guidance whenever he had a big decision to make. And two, every day he would walk the floor of his factory and talk with his employees. In fact, his greatest joy in his job was when he would walk the factory floor and talk to his employees. He would ask them about his fa- their families and always ask about how he could make the business more successful. And often he would get great ideas. 
It came time for him to deliver his first lecture, like always. He would ask God for guidance, and he got some information. But he decided he would talk to his old friend, the dean, for his input. After all, he's been an, a college dean for many years. And just as he thought he would ask his employees, why not ask this learned dean for some advice for the coming lecture? But when he went to the dean's office, the door was shut and the old businessman was not able to speak to him. See, the dean had many problems. He had budget cuts looming and some of the professors were not happy. His mind was consumed with college problems. He shut his old friend out. And this went on for the entire semester. The old friends never connected. The old businessman asked God for guidance again, and he made the decision this would be his last semester. This old businessman wrote a letter of resignation to his friend and said this would be his last semester and invited his friend to the last lecture which the dean decided to attend. As he sat in the back of the lecture hall to hear his friend, he realized his mistake. All the wonderful wisdom from the lunches came back to him. It seemed he was having lunch with his friend in the lecture hall all over again. The businessman told the class this would be his last lecture, but he said, I want to impart this one piece of advice. A good business person always asks for wisdom. He or she gets it from two places, from God and from others. Please use this advice. That brings me to the main point of our talk, the five unity principles. Unity did not have these principles until 1990. They were articulated by Connie Fillmore Basie, the great-granddaughter of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, Unity's co-founders. Here's a quote from the book, The Five Principles by Ellen Devonport, explaining how the five principles were first brought into being. The Fillmore's great-granddaughter, Connie Fillmore Basie, an ordained Unity minister, was asked to summarize Unity's teaching in an article for Daily Word magazine. This article was later incorporated into a booklet called The Keys to the Kingdom, Five Fundamental Truths published in 1990, to be used as a monthly book study. Connie further said, My basis for the way I framed it was based on what I learned in ministerial school. The story of the businessman and the five principles came to me in a dream. As I mentioned at the top of the talk, I asked God to give me wisdom, and I had faith that God would give me wisdom. I knew the answer would come in the morning because I had faith and my experience has always instructed me. If I ask, I will receive. In fact, I found unity in this way too. I once asked God, find me another church, and unity came to mind the next day. This dream is instructive on how unity or new thought philosophy works for me and how it can work for you. First and foremost, God is source. In the realm of all possibilities, there's always a solution for you if you seek it. Unity has its five principles. Principle means truth. 
truth is something that is unchanging. It's a law that never deviates. No, how, no matter how much you can protest 2 plus 2 equals 4, it is a law. It is unchanging. Just as if you drop a rock from a mountain top, gravity brings it down to the bottom of the mountain. Truth is truth. Law is law. It will never change. Once we know these truths, we can accept them and work with them. And this is what the five principles are to me and many in the unity movement. They are the structure which allows us to live our lives. It's a philosophy we can live by. So here are the five principles, and I will intertwine the businessman's story and my personal story to give you an understanding of these five principles. Principle one, God is absolute good and everywhere present. The start of this talk I mentioned, I asked God for guidance about this talk and the businessman to ask for guidance. Inspiration came to me because I had trust that guidance would come. God is source and we should recognize that. This power is always available to you if you have faith in it and you allow it. There are laws that govern the universe, like the law of attraction. When I or the businessman needed guidance, we used our love and our magnetic center of love to call to the universe for help and guidance. My purpose as a minister is to the attractive element that caused the cause. I have a purpose to teach, and source provides the answer for which I seek, providing the effect. You too have this within you. You have your sacred heart. It's a powerful magnet of attraction. We are governed by law. We are love. Everything we do is based on love and law. As you have faith and consciousness, which is all your life experience intertwined with your purpose, you will attract what you need for the work in the world you do. As my evangelical friends say, trust and believe. Principle two is because as human beings we are created by God, we have the spark of divinity in us and we are inherently good. This is important to realize. We have all God possesses if we only ask. Jesus said in the scriptures, it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Or you hear it, it is not me, but is the Father within me who does the works. Or Jesus retreated a while. What does this all mean? It means we have access to God. Or think about the story of the businessman and the dean. The dean had all the problems in the world, and when he asked the businessman his problems, it seemed to be solved. Yet when times got tough, he forgot to ask the businessman's guidance. It's just like that with us and God. You can think of the businessman as God in the story. God is always there, present. We often forget when our small mind, the ego, is running things, we edge God out and all of our world's problems collapse on us. Just like the Dean, we shut the door to our greatest wisdom. Again, we have this magnetic center, this spark of divinity. How do we access it? By prayer. Our divine spark is like a supercomputer and oftentimes we forget to use it. 
we are connected to all that is. So that leads us to this inherent wisdom, which brings me to principle three. Humans create their lives through their thoughts and actions. In the story of the businessman, both the businessman and the dean created their lives through their thoughts and actions. The businessman consistently had this thought, all answers are from the internal wisdom God provides and others. And he lived his life this way. He trusted that. I think we often get in the way of by how we think. The businessman had a successful business and all his success came from these two principles. Seek answer from God and allow God to put in front of you the people that will show you the answers. The dean forgot this advice that his friend of the businessman probably told him on many occasions. He allowed the trouble of the world to overwhelm him, and he shut out the businessman and God. He allowed the small thoughts and problems to rule his life. Which brings me to principle four. Through prayer and meditation, we can change our lives. So I prayed that night. I asked God for guidance and that I needed something for the next morning. I set my alarm for 5.30, I got wisdom from a dream during the night, and at 5.45 I was writing. So principle 3 says we co-create with God, and principle 4 says we are in communion with God, which means God is sharing with us. Remember we have that divine spark within us, which principle 2 tells us. You see how these principles nicely flow into one another? We affirm there is source, principle one, that we are part of source, principle number two, that source has all the possible ideas and thoughts, principle three, and we access them through prayer, principle number four. As I must admit, some of the proofs I've given you in these first three principles can easily support this principle number four. Through prayer and meditation, we can change our lives. All throughout, I've been saying, go back to prayer. Let's talk about prayer for a moment. Prayer can be in many forms. It can be an affirmative statement. It can be a decree. It could be silence. It can take many forms. In this particular case of me getting inspired for this talk, it was a decree. A decree is a demand. In this Judeo-Christian culture, many of us are taught we should not demand. Well, get that thought out of your head. You are a child of God. God is a part of you. It is your birthright to demand. I've used decrees in my life a number of times. I used a decree, God, find me another church some years back, and I found unity. I said, God, give me inspiration for this talk, and it was provided. My thought is, if it is for the overall good, the answers you seek will be found. The key is to have faith and allow. You have faith and allow all your prayers will be answered. And now principle number five. It's not enough to know these first four principles. You must live these principles. Principle is truth. It's unchanging. This is a structure you can live by. I live these principles. Yes, I forget like the dean sometimes, but I go back. And when I want to scream about something not going my way and I succumb to the world, I stop and ask, Knowing divine supply always is there for me, only if I ask. 
The businessman and the dean are two sides of this same coin. One was consistent in his asking, the other forgot to ask. It's not helpful to you if you know these principles and you do not use it or you forget about them. As you walk along the cliff of a mountain, I hope you don't forget about gravity because surely you'll fall off the mountain. How about this? Will you forget about these five principles or keep them in the forefront of your mind? So in your life, I ask you to get to know these principles and use them. They have been the structure in my life and countless others in the unity movement. I will finish with the lyrics of a song that is called Love, Serve, Remember by John Aston. The lyrics go, why have you come to earth? Do you remember? Why have you taken birth? Why have you come to love, serve, remember, unquote. You are love. This is who you are. All you will ever be from past to eternity. You serve this planet and all other dimensions. And remember, you are a part of all that is. Remember these five principles. They are the foundation of our wonderful movement. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The New Thought Experience is a production of the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. To find out more about us or to donate via Zelle or PayPal, you can use our email address, unityofwestchester at gmail.com. That is U-N-I-T-Y-O-F-W-E-S-T C-H-E-S-T-E-R at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or meet up at the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. Have an enlightened day.